when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches lost Lord James. Stately, plump, buck bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company. Read Ulysses by James Jones. Read today by Ben Oakley. Decil Holles Emus. Decil Holles Emus. Decil Holles Emus. Send us, bright one, light one, ho horn, quickening and womb fruit. Send us, bright one, light one, ho horn, quickening and womb fruit. Send us, bright one, light one, ho horn. Quickening and warm fruit. Hoopsa, boy or boy. Hoopsa. Hoopsa, boy or boy. Hoopsa. Hoopsa, boy or boy. Hoopsa. Universally, that person's acumen is esteemed very little perceptive concerning whatsoever matters are being held as most profitably by mortals with sapiens endowed to be studied, who is ignorant of that which the most in doctrine erudite, and certainly by reason of that in them high minds ornament, deserving of veneration, constantly maintain, when by general consent they affirm that other circumstances being equal, by no exterior splendor is the prosperity of a nation more efficaciously asserted than by the measure of how far forward may have progressed the tribute of its solicitude for that proliferant continuance which, of evils, the original, if it be absent, when fortunately present, constitutes the certain sign of omnipotent nature's incorrupted benefaction. For who is there who anything of some significance has apprehended but is conscious that that exterior splendor may be the surface of a downward-tending, lutulent reality? Or, on the contrary, anyone so is there, inilluminated, as not to perceive that as no nature's boon can contend against the bounty of increase, so it behooves every most just citizen to become the exhortator and admonisher of his semblables, and to tremble lest what had in the past been by the nation excellently commenced might be, in the future, not with similar excellence accomplished, if an invariant habit shall have gradually traduced the honourable by ancestors transmitted customs to that tither of profundity, that that one was audacious excessively, who would have the hardihood to rise, affirming that no more odious offence can for anyone be than to oblivious neglect to consign that evangel, simultaneously command and promise which on all mortals with prophecy of abundance, or with diminution's menace, that exalted of reiteratedly procreating function, ever irrevocably enjoined? It is not why, therefore, we shall wonder if, as the best historians relate among the Celts, who nothing that was not in its nature admirable admired, 
the art of medicine shall have been highly honoured. Not to speak of hostels, leper yards, sweating chambers, plague graves, the greatest doctors, the Oshils, the Ohikis, the Olis, have sedulously set down the diverse methods by which the sick and the relapsed found again health, whether the malady had been the trembling, withering, or loose boy canal flocks. Certainly, in every public work which in it anything of gravity contains preparation should be with importance commensurate, and therefore a plan was by them adopted, whether by having preconsidered, or as the maturation of experience it is difficult in being said which the discrepant opinions of subsequent inquirers are not up to the present congruent to render manifest, whereby maternity was so far from all accident possibility removed that whatever care the patient in that all hardiest of woman hour chiefly required are not solely for the copiously opulent but also for her who not being sufficiently moneyed scarcely and often not even scarcely could subsist valiantly and for an inconsiderable emolument was provided to her nothing already then and thenceforward was anyway able to be molestful for this chiefly felt all citizens except with proliferant mothers prosperity at all not to can be and as they had received eternity gods mortals generation to befit them her beholding when the case was so having itself paturient in vehicle their word carrying desire immense among all one another was impelling on of her to be received into that domicile. O thing of prudent nation, not merely in being seen, but also even in being related worthy of being praised, that they, her by anticipation went, seeing mother, that she by them suddenly to be about, to be cherished, had been begun, she felt. Before born babe, bliss had. Within womb, one he worship. Whatever in that one case done, commodiously done was. A couch by midwives attended, with wholesome food, reposeful, cleanest swaddles, as though forth bringing were now done, and by wise foresight set. But to this no less of what drugs there is need and surgical implements which are pertaining to her case, not omitting aspect of all very distracting spectacles in various latitudes by our terrestrial orb offered together with images, divine and human, the cogitation of which by sedunct females is to tumescence conducive or eases issue in the high sunbright, well-built, fair home of mothers. When ostensibly far gone and reproductive, it is come by her thereto to lie in her turn up. Some man that wayfaring was stood by house door at night's oncoming. Of Israel's folk was that man that on earth wandering far had fared. 
stark ruth of man, his errand that him learn led till that house. Of that house a horn is lord. Seventy beds keeps he there. Teeming mothers are wont that they lie for to thaw and bring forth bairns hail. So God's angel to Mary quoth. Watches they there walk, white sisters in ward sleepless. Smarts they, still sickness soothing. In twelve moons, thrice an hundred. Truest bed-danes they twain are, For horn-holding weariest ward. In ward-weary, the watcher, Hearing come that man mild-hearted, F-rising with swire, he wimpled to him, Her gate wide undid. Lo, Evan leaping lightens in eye-blink, Ireland's westward welkin. Fool she dread, that God the wrecker all mankind would fordo with water for his evil sins. Christ rude made she on breastbone, and him drew that he would wrath infare under her thatch. That man, her will wotting worthful, went in Horn's house. Luth to irk in Horn's hall, hat holding, the seeker stood. On her stool he e'er was living with dear wife and lovesome daughter, that then over land and sea floor nine year had long outwandered. Once her in town heights meeting he, to her bow had not doffed. Her to forgive now he craved, with good ground of her allowed, that that of him swift seen face, hers so young then had looked. Light swift her eyes kindled, bloom of blushes, his word winning. As her eyes then on got his weeds, swart therefore sorrow she feared. Glad after she was, that ere a dread was. Her he asked if O'Hare Dr. Tidens sent from far coast, and she, with grameful sigh, him answered, that O'Hare doctor in heaven was. Sad was the man, that word to hear, that him so heavied in bowels ruthful. All she there told him, ruined death for friends so young. All gates so unwilling, God's right wiseness to wit say. She said that he had a fair sweet death through God, his goodness, with mass priests to be shriven, holy household, and sick men's oil to his limbs. The man then right earnest asked anon, of which death the dead man was died. And the nun answered him and said that he was died in Mona Island, through belly crab, three years agone, come Childermas. And she prayed to God the all-ruthful to have his dear soul in his undeathliness. He heard her sad words in held hat, sad staring. So stood they there both a while 
in one hope, sorrow in one with other. Therefore, every man, look to that last end that is thy death, and the dust that grippeth on every man that is born of woman. For as he came naked forth from his mother's womb, so naked shall he wend him at the last for to go as he came. The man that was come into the house then spoke to the nursing woman, and he asked her how it fared with the woman that lay there in childbed. The nursing woman answered him and said, that that woman was in throes now full three days, and that it would be a hard birth unneath to bear, but that now in a little it would be. She said thereto that she had seen many births of women, but never was none so hard as was that woman's birth. Then she set it forth all to him, that time was had lived nigh that house. The man hearkened to her words, for he felt with wonder women's woe in the travail that they have of motherhood. And he wondered to look on her face, that was a young face for any man to see. But yet was she left after long years, a handmaid, nine, twelve blood flows chiding her childless. And whilst they spake, the door of the castle was opened, and there nighed them a mickle noise, as of many that sat there at meat. And there came against the place as they stood, a young learning knight, yclept Dixon. And the traveller Leopold was couth to him, sitting it had happed that they had had a do each with other in the house of misericord, where this learning knight lay by cause the traveller Leopold came there to be healed, for he was so wounded in his breast by a spear wherewith a horrible and dreadful dragon was smitten him, for which he did do make a salve of volatile salt and chrism as much as he might suffice. And he said now that he should go into that castle for to make merry with them that were there. And the traveller Leopold said that he should go other whither, for he was a man of courtals and a subtle. Also, the lady was of his avis and reproved the learning knight, though she trod well that the traveller had said thing that was false for his subtlety. But the learning knight would not hear say nay, nor do her mandament, nay he have him aught contrarious to his list. And he said how it was a marvellous castle. And the traveller Leopold went into the castle for to rest him, for a space being sore of limb, after many marches, environing in divers lands, and sometimes venery. And in the castle was set a board that was of the birchwood of Finlandy, and it was upheld by four dwarf men, 
of that country. But they does not move for enchantment. And on this board were frightful swords and knives that are made in a great cavern by swinking demons out of white flames that they fix in the horns of buffaloes and stags that there bound marvelously. And there were vessels that are wrought by magic of Mahound out of sea sand and the air by a warlock with his breath that he blares into them like to bubbles. And full fair cheer and rich was on the board that no white could devise a fuller nay richer. And there was a vat of silver that was moved by craft to open, in the which lay strange fishes without an heads, though misbelieving men nigh that this be possible thing, without they see it, nevertheless they are so. And these fishes lie in an oily water brought there from Portugal land, because of the fatness that therein is like to the juices of the olive press. And also, it was marvel to see in that castle how by magic they make a compost out of fecund wheat kidneys out of Chaldee that by aid of certain angry spirits that they do into it swells up wondrously like to a vast mountain. And they teach the serpents there to entwine themselves upon long sticks out of the ground and of the scales of these serpents they brew out a brewage like to mead. And the learning knight pour for child Leopold a draught, and help thereto the while. All they that were there drank every each. And child Leopold did up his beaver for to pleasure him, and took a pertly somewhat in amity, for he never drank no manner of mead, which he then put by, and anon full privily he voided the more part in his neighbor glass, and his neighbor wist not of his while. And he sat down in that castle with them, for to rest him there a while. Thanked be Almighty God. This meanwhile, this good sister stood by the door, and begged them at the reverence of Jesu our altar liege Lord, to leave their wassailing, for there was above one quick with child, a gentle dame, whose time hide fast. Sir Leopold heard on the up floor cry on high, and he wondered what cry that it was, whether of child or woman. And I marvel, said he, that it be not come or now. Meseems it dureth over long. And he was where? and saw a franklin that hight Lenehan on that side the table, that was older than any of the thother. And for that they were both knights virtuous, in the one emperor's. And eke, by cause that he was elder, he spoke to him full gently. But, said he, or it will be long too, she will bring forth by God his bounty, and have joy of her child in for she hath waited marvellous long. And the franklin that had drunken said, expecting each moment to be her next. Also he took the cup that stood to for him, 
for him needed never none asking nor desiring of him to drink. And now drink, said he, fully delectably. And he quaffed as far as he might to their both's health, for he was a passing good man of his lustiness. And Sir Leopold, that was the goodliest guest that ever sat in Scholar's Hall, and that was the meekest man and the kindest that ever laid husbandly hand on the hen, and that was the very truest knight of the world, one that ever did minion service to Lady Gentle, pledged him courtly in the cup. Woman's woe with wonder pondering. Now let us speak of that fellowship that was there to the intent to be drunken, and they might. There was a sort of scholars along either side the board, that is, to wit, Dixon, Eclipse Junior of St. Mary Merciables, with other his fellows, Lynch and Madden, scholars of medicine, and the Franklin that hight Lenehan, and one from Alba Longa, one Crothers, and young Stephen that had Mien of a Frere, that was at head of the board, and Costello that men clep and punch Costello all long of a mastery of him erewhile guested. And of all them reserved young Stephen, he was the most drunken that demanded still of more mead, and beside the meek Sir Leopold. But on young Malachi they waited, for that he promised to have come, and such as intended to know goodness, said how he had broke his avow. And Sir Leopold sat with them, for he bore fast friendship to Sir Simon, and to this his son, young Stephen, and for that his languor becalmed him there, after longest wanderings, insomuch as they feasted him for that time in the honourablest manner. Ruth read him, Love led on with will to wander, loath to live. 